Praise the Lord and praise the Lord. Praise the Lord and welcome to the Tabernacle of Deliverance Incorporated. Sunday evening services with Pastor Bernard L. Wells. We are now located at 35 South Middletown Road, Nanuet, New York, 10954 on the third floor. Wednesday evening services. I'm sorry, Wednesday evening Bible study. I keep on saying Wednesday evening services for some reason. Wednesday evening Bible study, 8.15 p.m. Sunday evening service, 5.15 p.m. Communion service every third Sunday following um, uh, our Sunday service. You can watch our full Sunday service messages on YouTube at PastorBeWell.com or listen to the podcast our podcast at tabernaclepodcast.org. You can support this ministry through prayer and giving through PayPal, paypal.me forward slash tabernacle, I-N-C, cash app, Pastor B.L. Wells. You can visit our website, tabernacleofdeliveranceinc.org and leave a prayer request testimony, become a partner with us. You can leave a love offering. We would really appreciate it. Um, and, you know, support the ministry. Amen? Amen. We're going to begin now with prayer. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you, O God, for another day that you've given us, Lord. We thank you, O God, for life, health, and strength. We ask you to forgive us, O God, for our sins, O God, anything that we've done that is not like you, oh God, because we want to be like you, oh God. We thank you, oh God, for the service today. We thank you for those that are in the live stream audience. We thank you for those that are here in house, in the house of God. Oh Lord, we ask you to strengthen and continue to give Pastor Wells your wisdom, knowledge, understanding in your word. And we thank you in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. So we always, sometimes we start out, I'm a little sweaty, <laughs> we start out with what a mighty God we serve. And we know that he's a mighty, mighty God. Amen? So what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. The angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, what a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Oh, the angels bow before him. Heaven and earth adore him. What a mighty God we serve. Once again. What a mighty God we
There is power, power, wonder working power in the blood. Thank you. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes to your will. Yes to your way. today, they only get excited when they get some money. That's the only time that today they get excited. Have you seen Hallelujah. They got excited about what God is doing. Keep going, something. Amen. In this day that we live in, you got to know yourself that you got the joy of the Lord in your life. Regardless of disappointment, because they're going to come. Regardless of uh, setbacks, they're going to come. Sometimes you're going to be late. Sometimes you're not going to be on time. But I learned something many, many, many years ago from someone. They were always on time for their child. Never. Never. And one morning, for some reason, they couldn't get out the house. They couldn't get out the house to get out for service. They go to work. They were professionals. And this particular morning, they couldn't get out the house. They couldn't get ready. They couldn't go do nothing. Finally, they got dressed, got in the car, started driving. And when they got up to the block, there was a horrible car accident that holds up traffic for about an hour or so. And they thank God because they didn't leave the time that that car actually took place. So sometimes being late is in the plan of God of your safety. I didn't say all the time. Sometimes we just late. <laughs> Amen. 
Sometimes we just late. But sometimes God has a plan. Yes. Oh, and yesterday I had put together a message for the day. And I assumed that I had it together. But while I was sitting in my chair today, I was sitting in my fitness office chair. Before that, I had stepped outside to do something on my SUV. And a thought came to me, kept coming to me, wouldn't leave. This is about obstacles. Sometimes, no, I preach a message about obstacles, about how we face obstacles. And different things happen. But all obstacles are bad. Sometimes they can save your life. Father, in Jesus' name, we thank you for the service today. We thank you for those that came out today, those that are with us today, those that are watching this broadcast or listening to it. I ask you to touch every little soul today. I ask that you break every yoke in their lives and we believe in them. I bind the hand of the enemy from hitting them from receiving your word today. I thank you for this opportunity one more time to come into your presence, to come upon your people. I thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. Get your Bible. I always use the King James Version Bible. Amen. And today I want to talk to you about obstacles of peace. I came out early, early today. So I can start service at 515 on the dock. On the dock pass. The dock pass. Sometimes God allows us to go through different things. Sometimes we don't see all the things that God has us go through. We don't see everything. We don't need to see everything. We need to see what God is doing. Get your Bibles and go with me to 2 Timothy. Chapter 1 and verse 7. We need to understand that God is in control even though things go randomly at times and things fall apart sometimes. Things not always together the way we want it to be. Always and always together the way we want it to be. Always not going to be in the best television show. The movie teacher make believe the real. The real is make believe. When everything is okay, everything, nothing ever goes wrong. Like that show they used to have. The guy walked in the middle of the road and had on the rack every single time perfectly. It says, honey, I'm home. Well, that's make believe. That's from La La Land. Yeah. Second Timothy chapter one verse seven it says, "For God has given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind." Let me read it one more time. For God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. Obstacles will come in your way. I don't care what your name is, how much money you know, where you come from, what you know about God's word. Yeah. 
become an obstacle to them living. Amen. Did you hear me? I've known people that they have relatives died, mothers and fathers died, and they become a total obstacle to them. They immobilize themselves for years. They immobilize. I actually see this happen to someone. They immobilize themselves. I'm shocked and stunned. I'm like, come on. Everybody agrees. But for years, you got to live. Yeah. You have to live. Nobody want to love one to die. Nobody does. You're going to grieve. It's going to hurt. But you got to live. You got to live. You got to go and live. But that becomes an obstacle because it can not with someone I know. They grieve for you. I was shocked. I could be properly grieved. And I know somebody, someone else passed away. They never recovered. Never. For over 30 years, they never recovered. To this day, they grieve over that. Pastor Dustin said, you got to live because you only get one life. So when you look at the scripture, God had to give it up the spirit of fear. Well, I'm going to find a way to hold you back and stop you from succeeding. The thing to think about us is nobody knows. Nobody knows what the obstacles they're going to face. God doesn't show you everything and he doesn't have to. He's not obligated to. He's not going to show you every single thing that's going to happen to you. That's how people are out from the side. God's going to show you everything. God doesn't show you everything. That's not having a look at it. He doesn't have to show you everything. Amen. In fact, he don't have to tell you nothing. If you want to be realistic about it, if you look at Old Testament, God only talked to the priest. And a prophet. Oh, when he lived right. That's just how the problem. The regular people, he didn't deal with them. So he's not really obligated to tell us something today. Sometimes he does. People want, like the Holy Ghost of the ones that can tell us things, but a lot of times we ain't listening because we don't know the words of the Lord. Yeah. People want to wonder how people get caught up in cults. And of course, they're just along that line because they ain't innocent. They ain't reading the Bible themselves. They go by what they heard somebody say. They don't check the Bible themselves. They only go by what somebody says. Oh, I like the word. I like what he said. I like what he puts in the Bible. But they ain't checking the scriptures for themselves. So they start taking them all the way out of sight of God's word. They just keep on following them and keep on following them because I found out about something. About fifty about people. If you like the person, you will follow whatever nonsense they tell you after a while. It's true. And maybe with teachers, I heard one person tell me, oh, I just love that church. Oh, my gosh, I just love that church. I thought it was my first church. Oh, I just love that church. Oh, I love the, oh, the singing and the choir. They just went to the kids and ask them, do you love God? They ain't never answered the question. But they love that church. A church can become an obstacle, so you can't serve God. Got to be careful. Uh-huh. A religious organization can become an obstacle to you when you can't serve God. Interesting, but it's a fact. A religious organization can become an obstacle. A pastor become an obstacle. Your wife, your husband can become an obstacle. Why? Because that's where you focus on more than God. People say, "When you do something, you do it with God." That's not always true. You don't hear something with all the stuff that's to be seen and to be heard. When I was a little boy, my grandmother in a church we were raised in, the women were always in competition. Who had the longest, prettiest hair? Who could sing the best? Who could play the best piano the best? I used to watch my grandmother. Now, uh, y'all gonna laugh at this, but my grandmother used to wash her hair with kerosene oil. I ain't kidding you. That's how I know about kerosene oil. My grandmother used to have the prettiest black hair. She was in the 80s then. I don't know. But she, my grandmother was the type of person to stay the same age five years. Two to five years, she was the same age, so I never really knew how old. 
But she had the prettiest black hair. She had the prettiest hair on everybody in the church. All the women. And all her hair. She wore no wig. All that was her real hair. But the joke is, what if somebody came by with a mess by mistake? <laughs> what if one of them smoking niggas came by? She would have done a Michael Jackson moment. She would have been on fire, but her fire would have been worse than his. You can become an obstacle to somebody else serving God this way. You got to be careful what you do and what you say around other people. You got to be careful how you conduct yourself. You got to be careful. Don't worry about other people. You got to be careful how you conduct yourself around other people. We look at other people we need to look at ourselves. The Bible tells us that Jesus is a captive. He's on here. He's trying to captivate somebody else. So the scripture goes on to say, well, God has not given you the spirit of fear, but of power and of love. Remember what she said? And of love. You got the power of love. You need to love people. I'm not talking about Eros. I'm not talking about sexual love. I'm talking about love. Pure and genuine love to love other people that don't love you. It's easy to love people that love you. <laughs> That's real easy to love those co-workers that love you and care for you. But what about them ones that get on your last <laughs> What about those ones that are obstacles in you get through your day? What about those co-workers that get to the very and you want to smack them upside their head in Jesus' name. Then go on a corner reading. I'm sorry about that. I didn't really mean to them, but they got on my nerves. <laughs> I have clients like that. I would like to smack some of them because they don't listen. But I can't. I want to get sued. But people can become obstacles to you, and also you can become an obstacle. Amen. Did you hear what I said, beloved? We can become obstacles to ourselves because of the heart of God. Isn't that something? An obstacle is something that's most of the time created. Just, just don't be there waiting for you. No. Okay, look, that's what they're doing. Think about another scripture. The scripture says, I have not seen it. They have not heard. Neither did I know the answers to the hearts of men, the things that God appeared for them not loving. Let me just find this. Amen. They don't just happen. God's blessings for you just don't happen. That's why all these lying prophets come. All they ever do is tell you, God, I'll bless you and you get money, God will give you more money. Oh, wait. God already promised. Over the last past three weeks, I did a Bible study. Three weeks of Bible study. On being blessed right from the Bible. So you don't even gotta run to no post prophets tell you're gonna be blessed. Just write the Bible. I used some of that 29 scriptures on being blessed. And that's something there's hundreds of them. And uh, on being blessed. Isn't that something? Hundreds of scriptures about being blessed. And people running all this up on nonsense when you're fighting the word. That's why they know what you all mean, even to the end of the age. Let's move on. But God has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power. The power to meet them. The power to talk them. The power to treat people. The power to pray through. Well, you don't want to pray. Come on, we don't want to pray. You say, oh, my three people don't know what you're talking about. People think when you get to the table, they say, oh, God, bless this me. God let us. We, do. we only know how to pray, but we gotta pray. Oh, oh I have a problem. Why am I doing this? Why now? Everybody says that famous line. Everyone says it. I don't know nobody says they haven't said it. That's the point. One time I Oh, God, why me? And then you hear a still small voice say, Hey, why not you? Amen. God has given us power. Right. Power to act right. Power to speak right. Sleep in your own bed with your own husband and your own wife. He's given us power to do right. Yeah. If you want to do right, you can't. 
That's the best thing I like about it. If you want to feel right, you want you can. Let's move on. Let's go to Second Timothy. Excuse me. Hebrews chapter 12. Hebrews chapter 12. in the hall of fame of faith of people that walk with God in faith. It's good to work numerous people that are facing huge obstacles. The obstacles some of us go through today is nothing compared to what those people did. They have passion to run through the fray for them. They have evangelists to run and pray for them. They have to wait on God. Prophet to come through and be came through. Hebrews 12 and 1 says, Wherefore, seeing we are also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and see which do so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Did you hear it? Let me read it one more time. Wherefore, seeing we're also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay outside every way and the sin which do so his labor set up and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. A cloud of witnesses. He's not talking about the clouds in the sky, beloved. He's talking about a cloud of people that set for us, wait on the glory, but they face the obstacles, they face the monsters, and they destroy. Even that they obstacles, you got you got to understand something about this. Those people in Bible time were waiting for the promise of the Messiah. They were waiting for the promise of the Messiah to come. They lived and died in faith. They faced the obstacles. This is some of these people were eaten by the eyes. They were not accepted the deliverance from man to remain on God's earth. Some of these people died believing that the Lord was going to come. They died in faith. When today, people run off the road when they don't get a raise. God, you give me a raise. I'm not sending me no more. Here are these people die Some of their bodies were shown the center. They were not reneged on God. They were not rejected. Amen. Even if it meant death today, you tell somebody, <laughs> I give you an example. When I was in my early 20s, I used to do street services all the time. I was involved in a whole lot of different street things. God preached. And one Saturday, I was supposed to go out and preach. And the enemy started talking about you go out there, they're going to kill you behind. They're going to shoot you today. Uh, you know what I said? So what? I'm going out anyway. I'm not moved by what I see. I'm not moved by what I hear. I'm only moved by what I know for a fact that God don't change it. He cannot. You have to stand firm in your belief in God and know that God is real. Not religiously, but relationship-wise. The better relationship you have with God, the Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, and the Holy Ghost, you can walk assuredly that you will be But when you don't have a solid walk with God, when you're not truly dependent on God, you can't walk assuredly. Thank you. The Bible plainly states perfect love cast about faith. Think about that. Perfect love for God cast. Oh, yeah. Why? Yes, because you have the love of God dwelling in you, and you know for surety that He's going to protect you. You go, you will get on a plane and go where you gotta go. 
When in the 80s, when the planes are falling out of the sky and I had to travel, I got on those planes and traveled. I'm not a big plane person, but I got on those planes and I flew. I had to go to conventions and stuff. I had to fly here, fly there. I just got on the plane. The weapons of my warfare are not coming, but they made me move Not God's word, beloved, they're changing. My hair, I'm looking at my hair when I was in the bathroom. I'm like, oh gosh, it's all white. I mean, it's truly getting white. My father had a hair white beard. His, his whole head was white. I mean, it, yeah, it, it, but the problem was he had all his hair. I get upset. All my brothers, everybody got a head of hair, her hair, America, bald spot on it. He ain't got no spot. My father had no spot. I used to get upset about it. He has pretty long hair. My mother has pretty white long hair, and she got on her hair. I'm trying to figure out why me. So somebody said, You should get a bald thing, Pastor. Well, the bald thing, I said, I'm keeping my stuff. This is mine. <laughs> I'm not keeping it up. This is mine. It might not be a lot, but it's mine. And during the pandemic, it grew, so it really grew big. But what I kept doing is pack it down and wander it down to a butter raise, and my wife stopped going to work. Took a three hour break. He finally cut it. But this scripture here says that there was a cloud of witnesses before. Yes. Amen. That won't be faithfully gone and didn't fire. Uh, this is so. I have 500 people in here. This place can't hold 500 people. But this was true. I had 500 people in here. And a pandemic broke out. Everybody leave. What's up, Sister Kimberly? <laughs> She'd be the only person sitting there. Now, a man that don't know God, he's going to run off the road. Oh, God, don't know me no more. Oh, look what he's got. You see all the people that me I'm all alone by myself. I don't want to do this no more. But a man that loves God, he's going to keep on preaching. Yeah. He's going to keep on telling it the way it is. Yeah. He's going to keep on telling you that you got to look right. He's going to look at every single chair. If it was full to God, fill every single chair again. That's how you do it. If you learn anything about the Lord Jesus Christ, he had a problem with what he saw. He did have a problem with the people. Jesus had marveled with him every second of the day. From the day he was born. That's not true. That's not true. When Jesus started, when he took the age 13, he started telling about what God had to say, what Father had to say, they were like, oh, this kid's supposed to be a kid. When Jesus started in public ministry, everybody was a follower. Do you know when people really started following Jesus? When miracles started taking. They started bringing everybody to him. When he started doing miracles. So they were interested in miracles. They weren't interested in serving God. They wanted God to do stuff. That's like the true Israel always wanted God to do stuff. They didn't want to serve. That's interesting. They wanted miracles today. I can fill this place up to capacity to go around the corner. If I heal five people, but I don't have healing power, God uses me to heal. But that don't mean those people are coming from God. They're coming for someone to be healed. And, uh, They're coming for something exciting to take place. That's their God. God isn't about excitement, it's about relationship. It's not about how excited you are. Oh, And you ask them, what's the prayer mean? Oh, I don't go to that. That's not exciting. You go to Bible study? Who goes to Bible study today? What are you talking about? Are you not excited? Why? Because you got to <laughs> sit down. And uh, we don't want to learn. We know everything. Nobody can't tell us nothing. 
Nobody can't tell us nothing. We got all the three. We like Jesus. We like Jesus. We like Jesus. We like Jesus. Now, just in life. Now, love. Oh, they like Jesus. I like that church. I like that church. Oh, I like that church. Hebrews 12 and 1 said, Wherefore, we are compassed about with so great a crowd of witnesses. Let us stay aside. Every witness, we carry ourselves. Not to you. We have obstacles that we created. Let us You're running right. Yeah. It's not a preacher's thing. This race is for anybody that wants to walk with God. The truth you want to have eternal life. See, saying going to heaven doesn't mean anything. Everybody's going to heaven. The mafia is going to heaven too. When they die, they put them in heaven. The three girls are going to heaven. They make it Oh, he went to hell because he didn't live right. He's burned in a lake of fire. They're going to say, wait till you come outside. We can see it's going to be a fire. <laughs> I never did a funeral. It was funny. I did two funerals for people that wasn't saved. And I'm a truthful person when I tell you the truth. One funeral I did and told them, well, I ain't putting them in heaven to be there next to God. One relative got up, stormed out. <clears throat> The next one I did was my friend, Mother and Peter. His sister was sitting there. I'll never forget it. I'm preaching there. I'm going to put people together. Oh, she gave me that look. And I had to say, oh, God, help me. I'm in trouble. She looked like she was going to jump out of that chair and punch me out. And she was a fighter. She had a reputation of fighting. I ain't talking about no girly fight. He'll punch you like a man. Mm, I never messed with her. She is young. It hurts you. I don't think any man ever raised his hand now. <laughs> but after the funeral service, <clears throat> she was coming towards me and I'm saying, Oh God, I'm in trouble. Help me, help me. So she came to oh, Pastor Fun. That was such a nice service. He don't know how relieved I was because I don't want you to run. I wanted to run. Let's move on. Go to Numbers chapter thir uh, 13. Obstacles are something that are fair. But the obstacles also can help you move forward in your life. <clears throat> obstacles are not always there to detour you. That's the difference. 
You have people that see everything that they want to do. And then you have people that see everything that they spirit to Cow seeing the spiritual side. You've seen the grapes, the milk, and the honey. The other side seen the big giants. They're going to crush us. So they looked at the natural cow seeing the spiritual. Paul didn't see the obstacles of the giants. He seen the results of success. Isn't that something? Cow seen something that wasn't even done yet. But they see what was in front of them. Cow still the people. And come on, hey, 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 hey. Don't let me do for you. We can do this. We can go from back to land. We can get the milk and the honey and we can have it today. But the other thing, I'm telling you, those giants are so big. They'll step on us like we're ants. They're dead the minute we walked in there. If that was true, they would have never got out of there in the first place. You see, you got to look at the whole picture. If that was true, they would have never made it back to the camp and reported Moses. I'm sick of we can create greater obstacles with our thinking and our action. And they were creating greater obstacles that was needed. Amen. If God would have able to allow them to go in the spy of the land and then bring them back to the state, they can't even bring them to the state. He could do that. But the other side, they had faith in God. They had faith in what they saw. And there's many people in church like that today. That's why obstacles keep them from ever succeeding in God. They're always discouraged. They're always in tears. They're always worrying. Brother Oliver used to teach me, if you're going to worry, don't pray. If you're going to pray, don't worry. It don't make sense. They don't. They don't worry in the prayer or connect. It's like faith and fear. They don't. They don't hang out with each other. They don't hang out together. Fear and faith does not hang out together. Prayer and worry don't even connect. They don't get along. The spirit of prayer and the spirit of worry don't even get along. They don't hang out together. Don't you know the Bible believe in that unequally yoke? You, you, you gotta get this thing. We have obstacles in our lives that, that hinder us from receiving greater, greater blessings. I'm not talking about nobody prophesying you God's gonna bless you because you live like God already gonna bless you. I did in the Bible said I, I showed that you already blessed because you say you are blessed. All because that most church folks don't know. The world don't know for sure that we are already blessed in Abraham. That's the scripture. I don't know. It's like that we are already blessed in Abraham. Because of him, that oh my God, all the families of the earth would automatically be blessed. It's right in the scripture. But most people don't know it. They let the enemy talk all kind of stuff to Ah, oh, you're not blessed. You're happy. But they are blessed. He's just having acceptance. I'm not even talking about salvation because God said all oh, the families of earth would be blessed. Okay. Everybody, the Jews, the Italians, the Chinese, the Japanese, but they don't know it. Because it's in the world. They don't know the world. You don't know the world. You don't know the blessing of it. This is why people run to all these guys that they'll give a thousand dollars to the prophesy to them. It's really no word. It's right there. Okay. God is a healer. God is a deliverer. God will supply all your needs. It's right in the word. You think I'm going to somebody give them a thousand dollars and tell me God is going to work it out for you. God is going to bless your home. Yeah. You don't need nobody to tell you that. And you don't need to tell nobody your name so they can only get your name again. You don't need to Come on. They used to do that 30, 40 years ago. They still do that crazy stuff. But people still fall for it. Your name is Jay. You don't need to say. This is the one who's going to give you 
because you don't have a name. God already knows your name. Yeah. He's the one who gave you a fearless thought for your name. <laughs> you don't even know this stuff. God knew you were before you were thought of. You don't need a man to take it out. That's why we need to read the word. Amen. The Bible says the same description. For if you think you have eternal life, many people take the Bible when they search it. They find it. They don't have it. Look at that verse. And counsel the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. You're well able to overcome your obstacles. You're well able to overcome your troubles. You're well able to overcome. We don't allow God to guide us. But we don't allow God to guide us. We fail. Do you know if Peter had actually walked across that water with Jesus, it would be a big thing. Yeah. It would be a huge thing. You don't realize that. If Peter was able to walk across the water totally with Jesus, walk up and down and talk with Jesus on the water, walking, can you imagine how big that would be today if that was in the scripture? Do you know preachers will be doing that? Do you know preachers be walking up and down on the water? One preacher tried and he drowned. Why? Because Peter almost died. Simply because he took his eyes off the master. Yeah, amen. When you take your eyes off the master, and I'm not just talking about people, you got to understand it. I'm not just talking about looking at Jesus. I'm talking about taking your eyes off what God works. Yeah. Isn't that something? When Peter took off his eyes, yes, no, thank you for being back to attention. Jesus talked about keeping his word. Peter hadn't kept it. Not yet. If Peter had kept his word, the word that the Lord already spoke, if Peter had laid it to his heart already, Peter would have been able to walk on that water without fear. But because he hadn't kept the word, he couldn't walk Amen. on the water because he was going by a keeper of God's word operates in faith, not by what they see. That's a keeper of God's word. They go by faith, not by what they see. Peter went by what he sees. Peter went by what he sees, and as he walked out, the water became the obstacle, and he began to cry. But the water wasn't a problem. The water was not a problem. It was Peter. People missed it. It wasn't the water. The water wasn't overtaking the boat. It was Peter. He wasn't a keeper of the word yet. He wasn't a keeper. A keeper of a word means that like I'm holding it, a, a paper towel in my hand. I'm keeping it. And I'm going to stick it in my pocket so it's safe. What the scripture says, Thy word have I hidden in my heart. Then I might not sin against you. How sick a young man claims his way, but I want taking heed that you unto the word of He didn't want me to keep up the word yet. So the water became his obstacle because he was an obstacle. His weight was his obstacle. Amen. That's why he began to sing. He wasn't a keeper of God's word. If you read what it said, oh Lord, if it's you need me to come. If he was a keeper of God's word, he wouldn't know he was alone. Because he knew the Lord knew. He was a Amen. Sister Kimberly, if you call me, I know your voice. Not a matter. So for me, to say, oh, I don't know who that is. If it's you, say something. Here's a man that's been walking up and down with the Lord all this time. The Lord handpicked this man. And he didn't know who he was. 
When you are a keeper of the word, you get to know God voice for yourself. It don't become an obstacle. Yes, amen. You learn God through his word, not jumping up and down, not somebody prophesying to you. That's not learning God. Anybody, the devil prophesies, so it ain't on me. He begins to teach him to pick him up on a high mountain and to pick him up on a If you bow down and worship me, I'll give you all this. And the Lord said, Are you stinging? I don't know all this already. You can't give me my father. That's the difference. Jesus was a keeper of the Father's word. Don't you know the scriptures that Jesus said, I only do and say when I can hurt my father. He was a keeper of his Father's word. He wasn't an obstacle. To his father's word. And his father's word. Obstacles are something that can make you better. But two things that you back up like he didn't begin to drive. not because he kept the word. It's because he didn't keep the word. The word was right there and listen for him. You shouldn't have to ask if that's you, Lord. God did me to come. You prayed there with the man. You gave him some answers. You praised him God. And you don't know the voice? He wasn't a keep up the word. A lot of people don't talk about that, but Peter was not a keep up the word. I said, that. Well, he became his own obstacle. And that's us because we don't know the voice of God. You don't know people died before they time because they didn't know God's voice. They don't strengthen, but they don't know God's voice. They become obstacles to themselves. They go to church every Sunday. Some people go to church every day and do it with no and still have to do it to themselves. Still don't know God's word. You can read God's word day and night and still don't know God. Because there's no application. It's just like a computer does not work without application. I work on computers every day, every single day. But if the application ain't working, nothing's happening. If the operation is made working again, you got nothing but a hunk of joke. And it's the same thing. You can read the Bible all day long. You can quote scripture all day long. And still do not know God and not a keep of his word. Remember, he sent his word and what he wanted. Their own destruction, their own obstacles. We but we got to get out of our way. The reason why God don't deal with a lot of people is because they stay in the way. God can't enjoy everybody. Everybody can't be a pastor. Why? Because everybody don't have patience. That's one. Everybody don't have love. That's two. Love means dealing with difficult people. Dealing with people that don't make no sense. You sit there talking to a person, it's like you're talking to a brick wall. It just, I'm registering, you're just sitting there, um, okay, because it goes over their head, around the corner, somewhere, you went somewhere, but it didn't go to that. So, <laughs> you don't have to be a keeper of the word yourself. Not a scripture quota, but a keeper. That's like this, it's in my pocket. I'm keeping it. Mind. You got to keep God's word like that. Don't allow God's word to become an obstacle to you. Find the word of God is an obstacle. If you really listen to this, if you really read the Bible in the New Testament, you will see different things that talk about people not being able to bear certain scriptures. Mm, it's, it's heavy stuff. Talking about some people that are not able to bear certain things that the Lord said, they're not able to do certain things that the said. They don't want to. I'm saying they don't. They're not going to do that. Whether they lost or not, they're not going to do that. They can't bear it. We can become our own obstacles and lose out permanently with God. Obstacles become real because we allow ourselves to get in the way. And that, 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 that's one of the biggest things I've learned. Obstacles come from disobedience, confusion. God's not the one for confusion. Disobedience, confusion, 
rebellion, malice. Obstacles can help you grow if you do it the right way. If you take obstacles the right way, you can accomplish that which you set out to do if you allow God to work with you. You don't allow him to work with you. You're not going to grow. It's going to be a pity party thing. It's going to be a thing where you don't achieve anything in God and lose that. When you, when you look at these verses about obstacles, you see people could have achieved great things, but they were afraid to do so. They were worried about what other people do. They were worried about what other people may say. I'm going to feel it. I'm comfortable around it. So they become obstacles to them. I don't want to, I want to be accepted. So being accepted becomes an obstacle. You got to find a way for everybody to accept you like this pole right here. I got to find a way that this pole is going to accept me. I got to do something to get it to accept me. It's an obstacle. You're going to spend all your time trying to get that pole to accept you. And that's what we do with people. And that's not the way the scriptures say. The scripture don't teach us to do that. But we do it because we don't want to feel inferior to people. We don't want to feel rejected by people. <clears throat> However, Jesus Christ was rejected by the very high priest that was supposed to be serving his father. Don't it. The very people that he healed and were delivered to were the first people to say, What? Crucify. Then some of them mocked him and said, you need a son of God. You said that I'll come down from that cross. But see the difference with Jesus and them was this. He knew why he came. They didn't. He knew why he was here. They didn't know why they were here. Man was made to worship God. They didn't know that. They didn't know that. So they could come down from the cross. You saved other people. I think you saved yourself. I don't get it. You ran around healing millions of thousands. You spoke to thousands of people at one time. And today, he got a whole big giant speaker in every single And you spoke to thousands. Why can't you think you knew them? They had no idea who they was talking to. Here are these people talking to the son of the living God. Who became God in the flesh and dwelt amongst men? That's the mind blowing. And they couldn't accept it. What makes me amazed at it, some of these very people he healed. Some of these people he healed. He hung out with. And they were the first people to say crucify. He let the obstacles of those people stop him from doing what he was called to do. When we live for God, we live for God with a frame of mind, I must complete my task. Period. Regardless of what anybody says, what anybody do, who can say this, they can do this, they got to do with me. When I first got saved, I started out with hundreds of people. There's only a handful of them left. Out of all those people, and I come from a church of over 4,000 people. And let me tell you something about this prayer. Tabernacle, a prayer was filled up with young people. That's the first church I've really ever been on that was loaded out with young people. But not everybody wanted to serve God. Not everybody wanted to serve God. God was just going along for the party. It was a good thing to do in a big famous church, famous pastor. Even though he was hellfire and brimstone, but he was still famous. Some people wanted to be there. The young people wanted to be there. It was exciting. It was fun. It was exciting to be there. You young in your teens and early 20s. It was exciting to be there. So some people just went for the good time. But they didn't go for the work with God. So when the trouble came and the obstacle came, they were out the door. That's exactly how it happened. Those of you watching this broadcast today, I want to tell you that you cannot allow an obstacle to stop you from walking with God. You gotta be willing to go to distance. You gotta be willing to serve God whenever it falls apart. It's not going to fall apart. People blame God when there's hurricanes, 
when there's dust, when there's tropical stone, when there's snow, when there's no cookies to eat, they win. God did everything. You see some people and stuff your day. I didn't do that. You did this. Man did this. Why are you blaming me? You didn't go to the store and get the cookies from the store. And you can help with me. Oh, God, how could you make this happen? Love it is time to get saved and stay saved. Those of you watching the broadcast right now, it's time to get saved. If you don't know the Lord as your personal Savior, it's time to get right, stay right, and walk with God. Now you're heading with me for a moment. Those of you that want to get saved, just watching this broadcast right now. I want you to get right with God and walk with God. Don't let obstacles stop you from obtaining eternal life. God wants you to receive everything he has to, but you got to get in his word to do that. Bow your head and let's pray for the only you that want to get saved. Repeat after me, Lord Jesus, I ask you to forgive me of all my sins. I ask you to come into my heart to be my Lord and my personal Savior. I accept you now into my life. I thank you for dying on the cross of Calvary and rising on the third day. I accept you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, Father, in Jesus' name, I ask you to touch every little soul watching this broadcast right now. They need to live up, make free, break yokes in their life, meet the needs of their life. In Jesus' name, I'll see you on Wednesday night, Bible study, 8 15 p.m. I'll back here on Sunday evening. Oh, my wife is speaking next Sunday. Like Sunday morning. It's right this Sunday, right? Next Sunday morning, my wife is speaking. Sunday evening, Sunday evening, 5.15 p.m., uh, 35 South Middletown Road. Now you went to New York. One of nine. I'm sick. I'll see you then. God bless.